Hundreds of drivers with dozens of teams compete in multiple series with one ultimate goal, to race in the Indianapolis 500. Yet each year, only 33 dreams come true. These are the stories that make up the 33 Dreams of Indy. Oh, welcome back to 33 Dreams of Indy. I'm your host, Robert Earl, and today I have Elliot Bozinski. Elliot, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for asking. Elliot joins me from Ann Arbor, Michigan, uh, but Elliot spent the past week at the Lucas Oil Racing School shootout in Sebring, Florida. How was that experience, Elliot? Um, really, from, from the time you got there to the end, everything was run uh, really well. Very professional. Um, I think they had a lot of very good information for, for, for the people there, no matter what uh, skill level and no matter how you did. Uh, if you were like Elijah and uh, won the shootout, to really not uh, placing at all, you still got to learn a lot and uh, and had a good good time. So for those that aren't maybe as familiar, the Lucas Oil Racing School is the official racing school of the Road to Indy. And actually, this was the shootout that provided a scholarship, and that scholarship allows the driver to then race in the Lucas Oil School Racing League next year. And then the winner of that, like Reese Gold has done, will be able to move into USF 2000. So to help fill in the progression, um, this is Neil Anderson uh, that uh, runs the Lucas Oil Racing School. And it was an event that was held. It was really a three-day event at Sebring. Um, and uh, Elliot joins us because he finished fifth out of 27 drivers so, Elliot, give me a little bit of your background. How did you get into uh, open wheel racing, and uh, how did you qualify for the uh, the school? So, um, I started in go karts uh, from five years old. So, I, I started at the local track, started moving my way up, doing nationals when I was like eleven ish, around there. Um, and really this last year has just been learning with go-karts. We didn't really, me and my father, um, didn't think much of doing the shootout this year. Uh, we were aware of it. But uh, I think a month ago, about a week or two before the, the last school at Sebring, we just kind of thought, why not throw, uh, throw a caution in the wind and, and go and see how, how it goes. You know, we, we thought if the shootout or the, the school goes well, then, then we'd enter the shootout. And, um, you know, the, the school went really well. I think I was, I picked up the car very quickly, even more so than I thought I would. Mm -hmm. um, and then I applied for the shootout, got accepted. They, you know, Gerardo, I, I talked to him a little bit. He said um, he wasn't really sure how, uh, how I would do because the competition was really tough, which um, when, when we got there, that became uh, very apparent how, how big the competition was um but he said it would still be uh, uh worthwhile and i think from what happened i learned a lot and uh and it, it really was a, a good experience no matter the outcome i think fifth especially was um good for me i think i'm able to show myself up that way as well as it was a, a advanced school and some sim training so. 
Fantastic. So first day that you're there walking uh, uh, folks through this, um, there was um, 27 drivers. Uh, they basically had you divided up uh, by no rhyme or reason. It was just a randomness that you were broken into three groups of nine. And those groups basically were the ones that uh, went out on track together. But the first day, uh, you had a simulator session uh, that you went through and uh, uh, talking with the, the racing school that was there. Uh, what did you think of the simulators? Because they were actually the, the VR with the goggles. Was that a new experience for you? Yeah. <laughs> for me, I, I have a, a simulator at home, but it's just one, uh, one big TV screen. So I, I didn't know what to expect from the VR. Um, I've always looked at them and thought that they were pretty cool, but it, it was really cool to to really be able to look around and, and see what what you would in the actual car from a one to one perspective. And it, it was it was a little bit difficult to get used to, but it took maybe five six laps, and then you really didn't notice that it was there and and was able to get on with it. Yeah, you were you were used to that. So that was a great session to be able to go through. Then they pop you into a room and have you do interviews, um, yeah. which I heard from some of them. They didn't know quite when the camera was rolling or anything. And uh, a brand new experience for a lot of the drivers that were there. Yeah, um, it was for me as well. I, I knew that I was going to be interviewed and I, I prepared a little bit. Um, you know, just about a little bit of my background, but I had no clue what to expect. Um, and, and being in there with the cameras, it, it was, it was a new experience. I tried to just uh, focus on Brian and, and having a one-on-one -on -one conversation with him. And I think that helped, but it was still, uh, I was very nervous going into it. And I think it was, it was quite challenging. A little bit different when that red light goes on and, uh, Part of what I like giving back on the show is uh, uh, this gives you an opportunity to also uh, hone your skills a little bit and, and go through an interview process and uh, uh, you'll be an old hat on that. Uh, Pippa Mann presented a business class and, and I heard the, the most uh, were raving about that. Um, because of social media, I have seen the increase with the 27 drivers of, of their activity on social media, including yourself. So uh, good job there, Elliot. Uh, how much work does she put into her approach and what did you learn out of that class? I think just listening to her, um, so much thought has gone into her social media and really how that affects how you know you operate with companies how you communicate with your audience everything i think she it was very impressive uh, hearing how much work she put into it the different hours to post things uh different like what you can do with tags what you can do with with everything and i mean there's too much to to really say but um i think that really helped me because uh, i i've always been a little bit if you with social media and so hearing that reassuring um, what I need to do really has helped me out and yeah I, I think she did a really good job with the business presentation just doing the social media uh, over the the week that I was at Sebring attending the Academy training the Indy Lights training the shootout uh, well over 10,000 different impressions 
uh, of the uh, items that I was putting out there. And that's tangible that you'd be able to take to a sponsor and say, hey, here's where I was highlighting, here was the information was there. She really treats it as a professional. And she was there as a, a coach, um, but because she had a, a, a driver in it as well, um, she uh, did not take part in the final voting. But uh, uh, great feedback uh, on each one of them. And then you also, you also had a session with Pit Fit. Has yeah. fitness or a focus on fitness been something, uh, especially for a taller driver such as yourself, uh, that uh, uh, needs the flexibility? Had that ever been something that you had taken to in your racing? Yeah, um, for me, for about past year, maybe year and a quarter, I've been working out three, four times a week for about an hour. So for me, fitness is, has been very important over the past year. And uh, really, I've, I've noticed a lot of the differences that it's made. So I think for me, throughout the race, it, it helped me uh, stay consistent and help my driving. Um, but I never really trained in the way uh, focused at racing. So I always did, I would work out, but it wouldn't be, you know, specific to grip strength or to uh, reaction times or to neck strength. So I I'm really starting to try and, and put something together towards that. But working out is uh, absolutely crucial to, to racing. Um, so and, then and they, they actually turned you loose in the cars. <laughs> yeah surprisingly <laughs> and in comes the fog first day fog uh, you could hardly see down the front stretch um you raced in fog you raced in 87 degree temperatures uh in december and then the final day in the rain so before we get to the rain that first day of getting into the car going out in your groups of nine uh what was your focus what was that experience like um, so going out, I was in the, in the first session, so I really had no one, uh, to gauge, no, nothing to gauge off of. So my focus was just to go out and, and stay clean, try and just build upon each lap, push a little bit harder, a little bit harder, and, and really just try and gain confidence in the car before I, I pushed hard. Um, and I think, I think the session went really well. Um, I had one off, I think, but it was it was an experience the fog the, the vision was very difficult it was very hard considering it's a track that i've never done before um so i i really just tried to stay careful and, and stay out of trouble for the first session and build upon that in the next few well, it might have helped you to not see the bumps at sebring <laughs> and just actually uh to be able to go through those uh there was the track walk the night before you do the session and then you came back and and i know the the two other groups or at least those who were going in the third group uh two or three of those drivers were really seeking out the drivers that had just gotten out of the cars trying to get feedback um, you know, almost were some uh, partnerships or, or teams that were developed. It kind of looked like I was watching a little uh, episode of Survivor and there were alliances <laughs> that were being built uh, to give the feedback and, and be able to go through that. Uh, next thing you know, that afternoon, it's, it's in the upper 80s and you're going back out. Um, to fill folks in as well, as you're going through and doing this, this was not a, a timed 
although they did have timers on the cars, was not a timed race per se. You were put out in a staggered um, a start, and then every turn that you went through, the critical turns, uh, sitting on top of a truck or an SUV or on top of the wall was a judge with a clipboard. Uh, talk about the experience of after you got done with the event or the, the race session and then the feedback that you did of going around to the different judges. Have you ever had that type of experience of getting that feedback? So uh, the way that feedback was was put out is, is different than I've ever had before because um, I'm used to, you know, having a coach. Braden Eves was, was one of my coaches in karting last year. And really, we would always focus on video and data versus, you know, having a coach here saying what you could do in a certain corner or uh, what to do in the different areas. But I think the way that they, they had that was, was useful. It was a little bit different and I think it was hard to get used to, but the, the school that we had kind of prepared me. So going into, I knew what to expect and, and really how to get the most out of it. And, you know, by asking more questions, by uh, really paying attention, writing down notes. And so I, I tried to get the maximum of what I could out of uh, each coach. The top five all took notes. Yeah. All were involved in asking questions. All were involved in interacting with other drivers when they came off the track. So that was something that... Uh, um, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know something I, I had talked to your father about. I had a list of seven that went into the uh, uh, finals, and I wasn't able to see a whole bunch of the track. I would go to different corners, what was not evaluating. And, and many times, Elliot, to be truthful, I didn't even know what car you were in or, or someone else was in because they put you in the banana-colored car or the red car or the green car. And unless a parent told me, hey, my, my son or, or daughter's in that car, it really didn't know. Uh, so I was going by how people were carrying themselves, how they were interacting and how professional they were acting. And of the seven, I had listed four uh, uh, of the top five were on that list. So I was, I was surprised on one of them or really didn't have an opportunity to interact with one. So that's something very important to, to see that. And as I follow uh, USF 2000 and the, the other series, those that are making notes and getting the feedback uh, do the best on it. Uh, so 87 degrees was the, the, the top temperature. And then the very next day, uh, finals day, when you've been sleeping on it, when you're nervous, and there was that slight mist and drizzle, and then it just built throughout the entire day. What was it like racing in the rain? Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I've heard since, I don't know, since I was in cadet, very young days in go-karting, I've always loved racing in the rain. So, you know, when, when I put my helmet on for the first session and saw the rain just sprinkling down on my visor, I got, got a bit excited. Um, some weren't as happy as others, but to me, rain has always been a strong suit and something that I've always uh, really enjoyed. So when I saw that, that rain, I, I was jumping <laughs> and he had, a, he had a big smile. I'll tell you that when I, when I saw him heading towards the car for the, uh, um, for the second session, particularly. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was challenging because the first session we did, uh, overall wasn't, you know, I wasn't that comfortable, so I couldn't really gauge off of it. So I had to go completely, uh, you know, blind into it once again, mm -hmm. but, um, 
I felt very comfortable from from the second and third sessions on I think it was two Wednesday maybe. I think it was Wednesday. And so I just went in and, you know, tried to push a little bit if I went over the limit, back everything up. And uh it was it was really fun. Driving those cars, especially in the rain, was a was a huge blast. They they were something else, and there were some that had offs, and um, but it was uh, all in all a very uh, clean session, uh, and uh, yeah, you could you could tell a lot by people or the the drivers when they got out of the cars as to the look on their face. Did they look like they were wide eyed, uh, or did they have a smile on their face of of how they've done it? So you've, now you've had an opportunity to uh, make your way back up to Michigan. Uh, um, put all your summer clothes back away and <laughs> uh, deal with the weather. Yeah, well, I'm going to rub it in a little bit. Um, so you talked about fitness. What has changed? What is going to change in your approach uh, towards racing in the upcoming season? Um, I think what's going to change in my approach is obviously um, I'm trying to put together something um, for fitness it's more racing focused. So there's still a lot of the strength and, and uh, endurance that I did before, but stuff specific to racing, such as reactions, um, grip strength, because that's not one that's usually, uh, you know, used in, or at least there's not really many common workouts for it. But also I think my approach to, to how I go about myself around, you know, team owner sponsors the the way that I'm going to approach people I think that's been the biggest eye opener for me because I went into it preparing a little bit on how to speak but didn't realize how big the the off track involvement was going to be so I think that's going to be the biggest uh, change in my approach for next year fantastic any thoughts on direction you're still going to be doing some carding uh, open to uh, some of the uh um events with the lucas oil racing school or other open wheel opportunities yeah um i think karting is still gonna still gonna stay on the schedule for next year um but i think we're gonna try me and my father are gonna try and make it to uh, at least one or two of the lucas oil races and see how that goes and if it goes well try and scrape some money together to to get a season going because i think that would be i think that's the next step for for me and, and a lot of other drivers um, is the Lucas Oil Racing School to, yeah. Great, great opportunity and, and a great uh, leapfrog. And then uh, also into that, uh, um, the uh, 1600s and, and uh, of course yeah. the, the progressions that go on there. Uh, so Elliot, you're, you're now on the road to Indy um, with the uh, participation in this. And uh, I want you to dream with me a little bit. What would it be like to start and participate in an Indy 500? I, 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 I don't really think it's something that you can really imagine. I, I think it, a lot of emotion would be uh, had, and I think it would be a, a really incredible opportunity but i don't think that you'd truly be able to to know what it's like until you're on the grid with you know two hundred thousand people i think it is and just the whole atmosphere would be would, would just be incredible i always say i'm, I'm hanging out with three hundred thousand of my closest friends as we do this um <laughs> i would i would say from a coaching and performance aspect of it not only with the fitness and and i'm sure Braden has probably, Braden Eves has probably touched upon this with you a little bit. 
the ability to replicate those emotions, the ability to replicate that feeling of you felt it when you went into an interview and now when you sat down to, to do this talk with me, it's not as nerve wracking because you've gone through those emotions before. Those drivers that are able to handle that, now, I'm not saying, you know, Elio's all hyped up when he gets ready to go in the car. We've seen him dancing and moving around. But that ability to to slow it down, we talk about uh, uh, quarterbacks that go from college to pros, that ability to slow it down and replicate. Um, it'll be interesting to see in the next 10 years how Sim does that or how, yeah. um, you know, and I don't think, you know, you can't replace seat time but also outside of the car. The more times you can put yourself in a position where you're feeling uncomfortable and, and can replicate that, um, those will be the drivers that are prepared to uh, face the four-lap qualifying and, and go into the race. But, uh, um, Elliot, uh, you, you impressed me uh, when you were there. Uh, the support that your father gives you is fantastic. Are there any other sponsors that uh, you'd like to give a shout out to that are, are helping you along the way or have helped you in the past season? Well, obviously my father, um, my mother, everybody within my family has showed huge support. Um, all, all my friends uh, have, have given a lot of support. Everybody at the Lucas Oil School and as well as all the SCUSA workers for all the work they did in carding. Braden uh, Eves has helped a tremendous amount uh, as developing me, developing me as a driver over the last year. And uh, I, I'm sure there are other people that I'm not remembering, but those are really a lot of more influential people that have, that have helped me along. Yeah. And, and Cooper Tire was very involved with yeah. that event and uh, involved with the entire Road to Indy series. And I always like to give them a shout out while I can because uh, they're, they're involved with that. Well, uh, Elliot, again, uh, very impressive with your approach. Um, we're going to be uh, keeping track uh, from afar. Uh, look for you to uh, be in a USF 2000 car in the next couple of years. Uh, I'm planting that seed in the universe for you so that it goes through and uh, continue to work. We'll, we'll stay in touch. And if you are in one of those uh, uh, Lucas events, then uh, uh, I'd love to follow up with you uh, in the uh, uh, upcoming season and just do a little check-in um, because I, I don't think that the, the, the regular media goes down and covers these events quite as much. And it's what I like to do is tell the stories and uh, you've got a uh, real good one there with your fifth place finish in the shootout. Yeah, uh, it was, it was great talking to you and, and I'm, I would love to catch up uh, another time further, further on in the season. So will do. Uh, I'm also going to have a uh, episode with the winner of the shootout. Uh, we're going to be recording that here in the uh, upcoming week. So uh, stay tuned for that as well. And until next time, Elliot, you have a uh, fantastic uh, holiday season. And to all the rest of you, keep dreaming. Thank you. You too. All right.